What's your favorite ad lib? Uh -huh. Straight up! Uh, it's the dog! <laughs> Cardi B. I chose my own ad lib. <laughs> that was your own ad lib? Remember Wait, when we did it for um, No Limit? Uh -huh. Wow. Uh -huh. Wow. Girl from Azad. Uh -huh. self That's good. That's okay. a good one. Thanks. You no, think I, that's a good I, one? I, I like that ad lib. That was a good ad lib. Yeah, but I mean, just like choosing yourself was just a little... You know. That's fine. We hey, a little selfish if, on this If no one else loves you, you love yourself. It's like, no, Ouch. The truth, though. <laughs> you went with Travis Scott. Uh, It's not my favorite ad lib, but... That's like, a good one. It's a good one. Straight up. Straight up. Yo, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Actually, yeah. you went a little down when you did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. And yours? What is that? Oh, DMX. DMX. King of ad libs. Okay. Greatest ad libs <laughs> of all time. Every Facts. time. <laughs> just like, like sometimes I just use. Actually, you know what? I just he thought about this. the dogs, though. He gets the ad libs from the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you think he uses real dogs? I, I was thinking about this. Actually, like Michael Jackson has probably the best ad libs of oh, all yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like all those, and that's why I didn't like when he um, when he did his uh, feature on Drake's album oh, Scorpion. No ad libs. No ad libs. That's he could have went, went harder. Yeah, he could have. <laughs> he could have went hard. Like the thing is, like oh Michael God. Jackson, like one of the, the greatest things about any of his songs is the ad libs. Okay. And that's actually when when it said featuring Michael Jackson, I thought that's all it was gonna be was like ad libs. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking actually. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, he can't get like a song from him. Yeah. They've already been done, but. Yeah, cool. Anyways, uh, welcome back to another episode of Strange Flavors. This is brought to you by Olive Theory. My name is Faraz. My name is Scorpion, a.k.a. Shimmer. My name is Amber. Scorpion season. Apparently and it's cancer season, though. My voice is weird. This podcast, leave me alone. A.k.a. the dog. Um, yeah, guys. So uh, if you don't know, we said on the last time, uh, what? Why did you make that noise? What noise? What Wait, noise did he make? I heard a little. <laughs> I think that's your inside your no, head. I literally heard you going. No, no. I didn't hear it. Okay, sometimes you're just snailing around over there. But, um, <laughs> what the heck? Slimy as hell. We're uh, we're going to Upna in Dallas, uh, performing with Mickey Singh, whoop, whoop. and uh, that's going to be on July 6th. So come out to that if you're in Texas. It'll it's going to be, be super lit. So lit. And we're going to be hanging out on both days. So if you want to come see us, hang out, whatever. Like we're down for it, and we'll set that up. Um, Tickets will be in the description. Yeah, thank you for that, Amber. Um, and also after that, the squad, the boys, the Bandu boys are going to California. We. Um, that's going to be from July 8th <laughs> to the 16th. We're going to be in San Diego, LA, and San Francisco. Um, if you're around any of those places, let us, uh, know. Let us know. We'd love to meet up. And, uh, you know, if we're going to do something on the way, you can always join us. Uh, that'll be pretty fun. Um, okay, so this is what it comes down to. This is going to be as our 55th episode uh, unfolds one of um coming to not an end but like a pause a as Ayan would say pause, pause. um <laughs> yeah it's gonna be uh a while that we're going to take a break and we're gonna get back to it but for right now uh this is this is kind of um the last one for a while what we want you to do in the meanwhile everybody listening who's a fan that tunes in every week first of all we appreciate the heck out of you it's like we appreciate we, everything like Yes. You didn't have to listen to us for an hour every single week, but you do, and you care about our guests, which is like the greatest thing. That's what makes this episode. So we have to shout out like all of our guests, um, and sure. and everybody listening right now. Um, so if you're somebody who is really dedicated, who loves tuning in every week, um, 
why don't you go ahead and take this time to listen to the old ones uh i'm sure you didn't listen to every single episode but there is a lot of gold in all of them um and i say from the bottom of my heart that every single guest that we have had on did something for us and we hope that they can do something for you as well on that note um let's 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 talk about kind of like our experience uh with this podcast and Mm -hmm. you know what it what it sort of did for us so I know Amber, you were you were the most upset when we kind of what? came to this uh, decision. What are you guys talking about? She, yeah, she, the tears came out. No, the tears came I don't out. know what you guys the are tears. talking about. Okay, so, so when we were talking about the season finale happening, like I kind of, well, stop <laughs> it. If you guys are gonna come at me, no, okay, me okay, I do. Okay, How okay, am I supposed okay, to talk? Okay. okay, so like when we said that the season finale was gonna happen, it made me really scenty because from week to week, like every single week, we have this designated time to get together. And the three of us, like we've been through, like listening to every single episode, I feel like we kind of go through a journey together, like weekly. And so we kind of shared that experience together. And so for me, it was For you guys, you kind of went through the journey of hell. I mean, you know, you're annoying, but like, I still love you, you know? And like, I love having you guys. Oh, I'm so glad this is recorded. Shut up. I'm gonna play this back. <laughs> I still love you. I still love you. I still love you. <laughs> well, I do. I love you guys so much. Like you guys have like just the podcast alone has made you guys some of the most prominent people in my life, and that has changed my life. Obviously. And now it's going away. And now we, it's going away. We and had now that effect on people. Anyway. And now this just time kidding. that I'm, that we would have been recording, I'm just gonna spend my room in a dark corner crying. Amber, that was very <laughs> sweet of you. I have to say, that yeah. was a very sweet thing that you just said. I'm going to remember that and I'm going to play it back. <laughs> I, I still love you. A good amount of times. I still love you. <laughs> but no, like it was, I'm so glad that you guys wanted to do this. Um, no, it was so dope. Like I remember you asking us and we're just like, what? And then like every I had no idea what you guys were going to say, by the way. I, I mean, like, to be I honest, like, I don't like, force this. any project you do, like, we know it's going to be good. Yeah. So like <laughs> you asking us to be a part, like, it was just like, yo. <laughs> I like, cannot wait to wait to play this back. Okay, six. I was on campus. Okay. <laughs> I was on campus when you guys when you had messaged me, and I remember I had so many people around me when I got that message, and I lit up and I was like, "Oh my God, Frost just asked me to be on the podcast!" Like that was like I like remember that moment because I like wanted to yeah. so badly, and wow. it's like an honor because like the fact that you believe that we're like good enough to be on this podcast we're just like what and i wanted a podcast like i had been planning on having my own podcast anyway and it's like i had already believed in like the mission of this podcast i love success stories as it is so just hearing people's stories is like kind of along that same theme and so i just like appreciate the podcast for what it was and i could envision myself being in it yeah and like having a weekly structure like that was just awesome like amber touched on like every week we'd see each other and like we can you know talk and like physically meet up and just mm-hmm. learn about new people like every single week is insane yeah mm-hmm. no i mean like the any any project that i do is always like it's not it's not about me it's always like if like the reason that it took me a while to ask you guys and and i didn't know what you guys would say is because i hold you guys to like this high standard and i know that like any project i do with you guys is going to just be elevated on its own it's not about like you know whether it be the ronopono stuff that we do with the other guys it's like all those guys make what the channel like i can't do it by myself and just because somebody has an idea or like you know is is in a position to lead a project whatever like that's great but it is truly everybody that takes a part of it and i think that like this uh this chemistry like was was meant to be and it's 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 been so much fun that we got to learn mm-hmm. together and yeah. uh you know Definitely. it it the fact is that we all have like 
different viewpoints on a lot of things and we don't agree with each other on on many many things so then Mm -hmm. already having that and then having another guest in it was just like a great platform to literally explore all of these topics uh, these conversations that can be difficult to have but like doing it in such like an easy and understandable way where like every there's no sort of limits or uh you know nobody's gonna get um mad or offended or whatever like um it's gonna be a place where we can just talk and be honest that's what was like the beautiful part about this and the conversations we had afterwards oh man i wish we had recorded those yeah because after the guest leaves strange flavors after hours (laughs) right like after the guest leaves you guys don't know this but like we you know we sit down with them sometimes people stay for like hours like yeah Yeah. we continue the conversation and it just goes crazy yeah i love it so it's i mean yeah that has been always like a great great way of doing that i feel like i'm gonna get it dumber after this like pause (laughs) like i'm just gonna like oh i don't know about people anymore well i mean there's a thing that's like the more you know that like the less that's like a saying or something it's like the more you know the less you know or something i forget what it is but it's just like when you're when you hear about all these people and like ways of living whatever maybe it's that like you know there's just so much that it opens your mind up that there's even further things than this and then you just feel even smaller yeah when you when you don't know when you don't have these conversations with people and and don't know what's out there you can and be very you only, egocentric. You live in a box, right? So yeah. then you feel like you know everything in that box. Right. Yeah. Box boy sitting with us right now himself, yeah. Shimmer, <laughs> aka Dollhouse Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, Dollhouse Queen. Ooh, I like that. No, Dollhouse I don't like queen. that. What? <laughs> Dollhouse Why do you like yes, that? Queen. Yes. Um, I'm not a queen. <laughs> who are who are some of your guys' uh, favorite guests or episodes? Or um, most memorable. Yeah, and and by the way, like every single guest was amazing. did their amazing. own thing. They killed it, and and that's their story, and, and they've been awesome. But like we definitely probably all had a favorite or most or a few memorable, of them, most memorable one. So do do you have one? You've been yeah. I mean, I think I should go last because I have. A... Are you gonna say your own friends? No, of course not. <laughs> I think you guys should start with this one. All right, I'll go. Yeah. Um, I think what really like challenged my beliefs, like. Uh, with the first guest was Eric Walter, like mm. the guy who lived in a treehouse. Because, yeah. like, that was just an interesting perspective on, like, putting on life. Because, like, I'm, like, a very, like, I'm a type of person that's, like, oh, my gosh, like, I need to get everything, like, correct, like, 100%. And, like, he was just, like, you know, it, sometimes your time may be different or mm. whatever. Like, life is just so long and filled with opportunities. Like, you can do whatever. So it was just, like, wow, like this. He's lying right now. He's the only, he's the only guest that gave Shimmer a gift. He gave him a he gave him a picture of a squirrel. That's why he he's biased. So yeah, sorry. and he, you framed that picture of that squirrel and put it in your room. It came right? in frame. It came in frame. Oh well, yeah. it's in your gave room. It frame. Yeah, but that was that it's was an amazing, pretty awesome that he gave picture. you like a picture of a squirrel. Yeah, it was like so awesome. And everyone asks like, what's like sometimes it'll be in the videos. They're like, why is there a squirrel picture in your room? I'm like, mm. oh, you gotta know. That's so. that's dope though that you that you really connected with him. Yeah, um, and that was the first episode too. So that's cool. First episode. That was our first episode, right? No. No. It was one of the first. Yeah. It was the first one on YouTube. That's what it was. That's what okay, I remember. Okay, okay, okay. No, it was... Um, never mind. Yeah. But that's cool. Um, I think uh, this was actually before you guys came on, but Tracy Smith has always been somebody that was memorable to me, and she was somebody who had um, uh, a lot of different adopted children from different parts of the world. And, oh, uh, yeah. That was a really cool episode. And I just loved her story. Like, she's, she's this... Um, she's a mom who was, like, you know, in her... Uh, what is it called? Mid-age... The middle age, middle age, middle age, white woman who is 
uh, back in school and she hangs out with like you know people like me and whoever like other college students yeah. uh, and, and it's just so open minded and then like you know she was working uh, her and her husband through the church and they decided to adopt these people and like yeah. now like the way that she deals with social issues is just so different than she was raised and like she literally has to think about like you know her son going out who is uh, black and like record, yeah. you know thinking about oh like should I be worried and things like that and that's crazy that like you know mm-hmm. and she's aware it's yeah, yeah. It's, yes. it's not it's not like a race issue it's like a mom issue is yeah. like mm-hmm. wait like my son is different yeah. and, and he's he's at risk because of these things and that should not be the case yeah. and it's like that's how simple that it could be for all of us right. that like wait this is a mother and son like take out races and everything like that yeah this is a mother and son and it doesn't matter about what the skin color is, whatever. And so, like, her episode, the way that she has an outlook on life and everything, like, that was always just, like, so beautiful to me. And I guess maybe, like, you mentioned earlier, but, like, sometimes it's about people's personalities yeah. more than it might be the actual content of the episode. But, like, yeah. she's somebody who's been, like, a really good friend to me for a while, too. Um, I had I had classes with her. So she's always been one of my favorites. That's cool. What do you got? Okay, so my answer is going to be kind of all over the place, but... I think that the coolest part about this podcast was that we had hey okay whatever um the coolest part about this podcast was that like I learned different information from everyone so for me I can't say I have a favorite but I, I knew you were gonna say that out. you never it's you never a, have can, any can you can you hear what I'm saying pick. you guys never let me talk okay okay because like for example um for Noreen she was like my best friend and we brought her on but then um for Jesus we brought him in during like a like a political height time like when um the whole DACA thing was happening they were trying to rescind DACA and he was basically at risk to be sent home I mean sent to a place that like we expect to be called home and he came in at, at like a very interesting time so during that time period like that meant a lot for me that he came on and then Asad Galani came on and talked about oh, colors he was hilarious and that's one of my favorite people yeah, yeah like came he came on. on and talked about like colors and photography and like <laughs> but but the conversation life. was just so different than like yeah. that technical stuff right. it was just like so funny and then Mo Vision like I was a fan of him when he came on and yeah. I was like okay yeah, you Mo. shouldn't you shouldn't meet Mo. your fans because you know it's gonna let you down but like it didn't at all and yeah. like that was cool for me and then like understanding like different demeanors was like Gunva with and like she had like a whole yeah sesame and so and then on top of that everybody's flavors helped wrap it up because it gave us after hearing their whole story when they told their flavor it basically spoke to how they perceived themselves and I think that was a perfect ending to every episode wow wow Wow. that is good I like what you said but you still didn't pick a favorite how about going forward how about how about going least favorite? Let's uh let's call oh, some no. people. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. no. no Frost. Okay, oh wait, he didn't have an episode. Oh. Yeah, we need to have an episode. Thank <laughs> God. No, I'm just you don't, want, you don't want that. You don't want trust yeah, me. It'd be your least me. favorite. Everyone's least favorite. Oh gosh. <laughs> but you know what's interesting, guys? Is that like I have always like when I was a kid, I used to go to the doctors. I used to ask like a million and one questions. Like it was to the point where they'd be like, "Hmm, you ask a lot of questions." Like I used to get told that all the time because I was a quiet kid. But anyone who let me be comfortable with them, I asked them a million questions. Like if you'd be playing on a street with kids, everybody's on their bikes, I'd be next to the adult, being like, "So, no, no, no," like asking them a million questions. And I feel like the podcast facilitated an environment for me to respectfully ask so many people with so many different environments and so many different backgrounds and so many different perspectives questions that I was curious about mm. I love yeah. that yeah okay so going forward what is uh, what's the plan here like what's uh, what can people still look out from us coming 
oh, I don't know. I feel like everything's going to fall and fail. I'm never going to see you guys again, and I'm not going to have friends. So Amber's starting a, uh, a rebellious podcast mm-hmm. after this one where she um, It's called Flavor Strange. <laughs> Better flavors. Better flavors. <laughs> Dang. No, I mean, uh, I think this is a time to, you know, spend a lot of energy on, like, things that we already have established and maybe start some new endeavors. Um, I think this podcast will be something that will still happen, um, but on a less frequent basis, on like a time where I guess it will be more comfortable for us. But um, I think a lot for me, a lot of the energy will be like, you know, uh, on the vlogs and like putting more effort on Ronald Pono and um, a lot of the other aspects surrounding Aleph Theory and just growing, you know, that brand and stuff. I think that's, it's like a very exciting time Mm because, you know, we are, artist and we do want to kind of feel this monetarily but also make it you know a realistic goal and uh strange flavors was always a part of that but i think um for me at least it would be a nice break to kind of focus more heavily on other things too for sure yeah if you're if you're not um following us on our other platforms uh yeah Aleph theory is this brand that we have that kind of encompasses everything that we do and uh you know it could be it doesn't have to be just like youtubing or podcasting or whatever like there's tons of different projects that we, we're going to be taking on and that we want to take on. Um, and so if you follow us on uh, social media with our own handles, Frosty, Shimmer, Wally, and uh, Akon, uh, you can find that in the description as well. Or the actual uh, sub-brands that we have, including Ronan Ponal and Strange Flavors, you're going to find those things always being updated and everything. So, uh, you know, the podcast, as far as uh, social media goes, it's still going to be updated and you're still going to see content from there maybe from pulled from old episodes or whatever um but yeah like keep keep following us we're definitely going to um produce more content we're not uh we're not taking a break from being artists at all Mm -hmm. if anything we're only going like gung-ho at this thing and and really just (laughs) turning it up so yeah it's going to be like uh, shamir said a very exciting time Uh, and we look forward to sort of the feedback that you guys give us I'm and, graduating you know. next month, so this is going to be an interesting time for Ooh. me to see what I do That's awesome. with everything. Amber's going to have a little bit more free time now, and finally she can... Uh, what are you going to say for us? Go ahead and insult me in my what? lack of video creation. I was not I was not going to say anything. I think, <laughs> I think that Amber is more than capable of what she uh, puts out into the world, and she's going to be crazy, like... I'm already crazy. <laughs> crazier. No, crazier. Like, like she's a she's a big part of what we do and why we do it. And like, and I think that once she reaches her uh, full super sane mode, like Shimmer has, it's gonna be unstoppable. <laughs> I think, yeah, I was th- I was pro- probably the most sad that this was coming to like a season finale. But I think that going forward, um, I don't know. It'll give me time to experiment. Let's see what happens. Cool. Uh, on that note. I think uh, it's time that we introduce for the 55th episode. Oh, snap. Um, somebody who we've been wanting on the podcast. Actually, like since I started this thing was on my list. We have a giant list of like people that we would love to have on here. And uh, uh, she was somebody who was on my list for from the very beginning just because of the personality that she has. And this goes to show you that like it doesn't matter what somebody uh, uh, presents themselves as or like, you know, like does in the physical world, but who they are as a person always matters from the beginning and you always remember that connection that you have. And this is somebody who is very good at that. Um, and, this is, and this is an episode highlighting Salsa Bil Abdelhamid, who uh, goes by 
Salsa. She's uh, she's someone who has sort of lived her life uh, for the most part a more conservative, more modest uh, lifestyle. Lifestyle, I guess. Um, and and she uh, recently just had this like kind of transformation that uh, people could see as like very sort of shocking. Um, and so you know we really want to find out what what does somebody uh, go through when they when they have this sort of transformation? What's going on in their head? How does their family and their friends react and uh, what what do they hope to get out of this so uh, Salsa is going to tell us all about that so please welcome for our 55th episode Salsa Looking through the window it's a dollhouse The outside real but the inside fake Looking through the window it's a dollhouse The outside real but the inside fake Looking through the window it's a dollhouse The outside real but the inside fake Looking through the window it's a dollhouse How long did it take you to do your hair that way? Uh, this morning took me like is it a, is five it, minutes. Oh, maybe? just braids. Yeah, yeah I just stuck some braids in there. Wait, I feel more like myself this way. Do you, are are they real? Like, is it your real hair? Yes. Oh, okay. So then, how do you do it? You just like do it with your fingers. Yeah. Did you think it was attached? Like, <laughs> well, she's like, I, I don't know. Do your conversation. Oh, you. Th- yeah. The boys are so funny. I try to be as natural. Because she said five as, minutes. I'm like, dang, that's yeah. that's like awesome for five minutes. Yeah, just she, take a little braid on her braid, braid, braid. Put little elastic at the end, and there you go. Voila. How long does okay. it take you overall to get ready? Do you think? Um, it depends on like if today. I'm gonna do makeup today. Uh, well, today I'm gonna say 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah, because I did nice. my hair with the jewelry. Because you have like layered my, jewelry yeah. on. You have two different earrings on. Like I love this. Yeah, this awesome. I try to be as eclectic as possible. As what? Eclectic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. It's been a uh, long time that this was in the works. Mm-hmm. You made it. Congratulations. I am very proud. <laughs> I hope you're happy to be here. Very happy, of um, course. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, my name is Sadistabir Abdel Hamid. Mm. I'm a. That's why yeah, she wanted to say it. I needed to. I needed to honor my name in yeah. that way. Um, and I'm a Palestinian um, American and a stranger. Okay. Um, and I feel like I'm. I belong to to different lands, even connected to like the ethers and in that whole dimension. Um, so yeah, I'm a I'm a being from here, but also a being from the above. I'm already mind blown. <laughs> already mind blown. That is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I would have said like, my uh-huh. name is Faraz. My favorite color is yellow. And <laughs> what's something? What's We're simple right? people. We're simple people. Yeah. But but you, the fact is that she she came on like yeah like it's chill like not deep yeah. and then she's like, I'm from another planet. Right. <laughs> I am. Okay. I think. Well, all right. Yeah. Let's. I think it's too it's too heavy of a question right now, so yeah. we'll save that one we'll for save later. It. Yeah, save it. We'll yeah. 20 minutes but let's let's start this basically because um here's here's the simple mm. thing. I met you probably like two years ago. Yeah. Two, three years ago. Uh we went to the same school. Mm-hmm. Uh you were a just had a very different look. Very covered up, very I guess modest. Still very fashionable, but Yeah. But, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> but more conservative, I guess. Mm. What makes somebody go from that to the total opposite, I guess? I wouldn't say it's the total opposite. I feel like it was um, um, breaking into myself and trying to um, ponder about the 
beliefs and the, the systems that I was told and see if it's for me. And, and in that process of finding myself and kind of shedding those layers, figuratively and literally, yes. um, I, I became a little bit more connected to myself than, than I was before. And I think I, I always strove to challenge um, who I was, even in, as, as a Muslim in that, in that space as a covered woman, um, but I feel like I'm still challenging it even more. Okay, so like how long were you feeling that way? Was it like planning like, yo, on this day, I'm gonna like- Oh, f no, 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 no. <laughs> it was definitely a process. I mean, becoming into yourself is not something that happens overnight. So mm -hmm. I was very, if you caught me then, I feel like I was, there were a lot of questions I was asking myself internally. Um, but didn't feel comfortable kind of exploring them further. And then I just challenged society in the way I knew how and the way that I felt responsible for, especially since, you know, Muslim women have been, you know, given a bad rep and have been really humiliated on the media and degraded in, in various ways. And so hijab was a political statement for me. So that's what I held close and I felt like a rebel in that sense. But then after leaving college, I, I met new people, had different experiences, even pushed myself to limits that I didn't even think I would cross and then realized that I was still here and I was still me and I was still very much accessing something that I had put away just in the name of respecting the boundaries of my culture, of you know what my parents told me, um, of even religion. Was, so it, what, was it a very difficult transition? Like, were you nervous of what people would think? Or were you just like... Your family? Of course, of course. It's um, especially when it becomes physical because the internal process was more easy. I was very much aware of how connected I was to the universe and because sometimes sometimes you feel connected to something but you're not able to express it. yeah express it even even my connection to to numbers and numerology and seeing that synchronicity it was all it needed is an, an awakening a thought you know in inception they say how like a thought is, is a very parasitic thing it's it's an insepidus mm -hmm. and it has its creative um, it's its own creation and it sparks something. So even that awareness was enough to kind of guide me and, and, and push me to, to question things and maybe not even, maybe not even question things, but access different portals of how to see things, how to access the world, how it's communicating back to me, how I'm communicating back to it. So where does religion stand for you in throughout all of this um it is something i i feel like i still believe i believe in 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 my higher self in a higher power in a higher consciousness i feel like all of us have a connection to that higher consciousness we are more than just this planet, this earth, and we have to understand that. Um, I was actually listening to, to this video where it was talking about how 
we are so quick to define ourselves based on the places that we are in. And we, we attribute our memories and experiences and our growth based on our spaces. So we, you know, we think about how we are connected to a place like, you know, for example, Baltimore, and like you attribute that weight of Baltimore and those experiences to who you are, to your identity. So why don't we go as far as, you know, the planet? Why don't we look at the, the planets, Jupiter, Mars, the influence of the sun, and those like... But we're not the, on those planets, though. Right, but, but, everything, but everything radiates its own energy. Everything, so the way that you are feeling affects, mm -hmm. I am able to feel. You are, per, you are, you are releasing energy, right? Based on the way you, you know, how you feel, how you act. You are, you are contributing to this higher consciousness. But okay, so I have no idea what, how Alaskan people are feeling right now. How right. Do, how, how do I, how am I supposed to know what's going on in Jupiter? How do I get that? You, you don't have to know. It's, it's its own, but like, how it's do its you know own entity. Okay. It's its own entity. Like we are our, our own entities. What is this like system of, beliefs that we're um, talking about right I, now. I feel like I'm just a spiritual being connected. So this connected is like your to, thoughts? It's, it's not even my thoughts, it's a science. It's like, if you think about it, we are... So I, I believe in astrology, right? Okay. In astrology, and I believe in, in the workings of a planet of a higher, of a higher consciousness, of a higher existence. So... Mm. For for us, we are on Earth, right? And we are. Wait. Yes. She's a flat earther. I'm not. You are. Oh my I'm gosh. not a flat earther. Oh my gosh. I'm not. Bro, I'm that not. took a turn. What, what, they, kind, of, what okay. kind of energy does that radiate? Oh my oh, god. I'm literally not a flat earther, by the way. Well, I mean, everyone is. Everyone has their own opinions. I, but I'm not a flat earther. I, I believe you. I know he was messing with you. No, no, okay. no, no, no. I'm not though. Oh. It's, Amber, own your beliefs. I or, don't. Yeah, own your you beliefs. see her over here, like literally talking about portals. Okay, excuse yeah. me. She's a teleporter, and you're not owning I up to being I a flatter. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me change this a little bit. Uh -huh. So, do you think that how you are, and like you're a very spiritual be being, and you feel like you're connected through yeah. like energies and things like that? Do you think that it takes a certain type of person? Like, for example, mediums can connect with like ghosts and things like that. Do you think mm -hmm. it takes a certain type of person? Because I can't feel the same things you feel. Is that because you <laughs> yourself think that you, the type of person you are, connects through spirits in the same way with your partner mm. are you guys connected in that way because you guys like speak to energies where some mm. some people um are mediums and other people you know just don't connect that way i mean you oh um you don't have to okay there are a lot of things i need to break down but simply like everything. you <laughs> Does that make sense though when coming yeah, from like yeah, for it, sure. it takes a certain type of person? The thing is everyone has access to this. So we all have uh we all have a higher uh a higher being, a higher self. Um it, well actually some of us don't. I, I misspoke. Some of us don't have a higher self. Some people cannot access. But it is about aligning our chakras and we all have like we all have like, you know, our third eye, our crown chakra, 
and our throat chakra and it's about kind of aligning those and opening those up so we all have work to do so if we feel for instance blocked at our root that means we are not secure in where we are so in order to to access those in order to access that that relationship that higher spirituality within oneself you have to do the work so if you feel you know, uncomfortable in where you are, your home is not secure, and you feel unrooted, and that's causing you a lot of um, internal trauma. Okay. So se. you're saying like it's a science and you can unlock it. Mm-hmm. What does one do to unlock these things and open their third eye and align I mean, their chakras? It's honestly doing the work, meditating, being connected to where you find blockages. See if you have a closed sacral, that means, you know, you may be having, you know, unhealthy sexual patterns or um, unable to create freely. If you, if, you know, I have some times where I feel blocked creatively because you know in our sacral that's that's the the part of that's our sexual energy our creative energy and so i need to explore okay what's blocking this is it you know is there a fear that i need to get rid of to heal and unlock this so i'm able to to have that energy flow out of me and so i can create a little bit more smoothly i mean astrology in in essence so i believe in like zodiac signs what what are your zodiac signs, by no. the way? Can you no. guess? Wait, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can, on. can you like guess? Can you guess? Can you guess? Is there a way? Is this a thing? Um, <sighs> is this too much pressure? Um, I love to guess for fun. But okay, never like, yeah, really let's guess for accurate. fun. Let's guess for fun. Uh, I feel like I don't know you well enough. Just try. Shit. Um, his demeanor, you know. So let's start with him. What the heck? Uh, I feel like you're an air sign. Gemini or Aquarius? No. No, fuck. What are you? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm a Gemini. You are? No. No. What are you? Come on. No, I just like to see... I like telling people the wrong one, and then they're no, like, no, no. oh, I knew it. I, I'm guessing very blindly, because I feel like I don't have a lot of context. Listen, I'm like the... Um, are you a Libra? I'm the, I'm the, I'm the spokesperson. You think he's I'm the spokesperson for all the, like... all for On this podcast, I'm like the spokesperson for, like, the ignorant, for the... That's why I for said the Gemini. offensive, or I'm like the Charlemagne of this podcast, like Charlemagne. The I wonder. God, I think Simon the Cowell. devil's advocate because they're too nice. Aww. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, devil's advocate. Okay. Because I think that those people are listening right now. Let me tell you honestly. Uh. Right now, there's a lot of people listening that are like, "How is everybody on the same page right now?" Like, yeah. let me, like, if I was on my <laughs> podcast, I would honestly ask, like, like, what are you talking about? Where did you get this stuff from? Mm. Like, what? Okay, so. Like when you're talking right now, like what, what are your, like, has anybody ever told you like, this is what, if you're still like a believer of your religion or whatever, like, Mm. are there people that say like, you know, you're going against what this says and these thoughts that you have about science and this and that are actually from the devil and you have like these jinn or ghostly things attached to you. Yeah. And what is your um, thought process and response to that? Um, I feel like that is a response just based in fear. Fear of just not knowing, not understanding. That's where usually misunderstandings are birthed from, just not knowing. And that's like something I've learned even as a Muslim. Like there are you know misinterpretations of who I am because you just don't know. And 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 the media has shaped what astrology is what zodiac signs are in a very occult and dark and 
mystical and very not factual way where in essence astrological signs are like the seasons you can't just not believe in it if you if you celebrate your birthday if you believe you know if you hold that date to be you know something you cherish you're in essence believing in astrology because when you were born what what's your birthday or maybe, i don't i hate my birthday okay, i well, hear you saying this right now that like you cherish i don't <laughs> like my birthday well i mean you still recognize that you were born on that day right like factually and that's and that's it that's like saying okay i'm not going to acknowledge it's winter so i'm not going to go outside with a coat on just but because i, can I don't feel believe. the winter exactly and you can feel and here's the thing let me let me go into it for me since you it. won't since you won't tell me your birthday i'm i was born january 20th i just don't want everybody i'll tell you later 1994 okay wait january what 20th okay. 1994 so Capricorn. i'm an aquarius no oh, okay. i'm gonna actually cap capricorian cusp but my degrees are in Aquarius. Whoa, what does that mean, bro? It's a whole science. It's a Rubik's Cube. Just bear with me. So when I was born, mm -hmm. the sun was in Aquarius. The moon, my moon sign is Taurus. So the moon was um, rotating, was passing the astrological sign of Taurus. The sun was passing the astrological sign of Aquarius when I was born. And Mars... There's a whole sign for that. You know, my Uranus is in Aquarius. My Pluto is in Scorpio. My rising what my, what is... What do you mean my Pluto, my Uranus? So, so what... Like, so everyone has, a, has, their, has their own natal chart. So when you were born, all the planets were at a certain astrological <gasps> oh, sign. Oh, Yemi was talking about this. So yeah, it would be good I, to get them in the same room. You never get it? So basically, the sun... He said is, the same thing. I get no, it. ...is passing the astrological right. sign but of what Aquarius. But what does that mean? It so every, Yeah, okay. So okay, yeah. the sun sign is how you move through the world. That is but, how you okay, move... Okay, so does that... Okay. Does that work as an excuse, though? No, hold on. I want to hear her explanation for this. Like, can I be like... Okay, no, so somebody tells me, like, you know what, like, you're mm. too uh, blunt, whatever. Can, can I just be like, but the moon was passing Jupiter when this happened, so that is why I am that way. You're speaking out it, of or? ignorance right now. Like, I literally <laughs> am, because I, because I don't Purposely. know. Yeah, exactly, because you, cause you don't know. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying no to get. No offense, like, yeah. yeah. So let me, let me break it down to yeah. you. My moon sign, so okay. the sun is how you walk, present yourself into the world. The moon sign is your internal world. Mm -hmm. Mercury is the fastest planet that rotates around the sun. So what's the quickest thing you can do? Overthink. So that is the planet of communication, the, uh, the planet of thought. Okay. How, how I think is channeled through an Aquarius. Aquariuses are very, um, they're like, the evil scientists in a way mm -hmm. they're the rebels they're not um traditional they like to challenge things so their minds are very scientific mm -hmm. they they're very rebellious non-conformist that energy okay can you explain um because one of us is a leo oh. what what is what is the characteristics of a leo so okay i want to see how this goes i want to see if they yeah, align this is interesting here's the thing so the way that i explain certain things you from a natal chart mm -hmm. we have different aspects of ourselves so we're right. a, a rubik's cube so my mm -hmm. venus is the way i channel my feminine energy mars is the masculine energy and so like 
there are different, and, and your signs could be in different sign, okay. signs in those right. planets. So but do you need for, me to tell you your, is Leo good enough? I mean, Leo, it's just like very, it's represented by the sun. So what do the suns do? Shine bright. They love to, to be noted, like they love to be noticed. They love mm -hmm. to like kind of, um, they are very loving. They okay. have a really, really big heart. And if they, they really will fight for something that they love for wholeheartedly. Um, and they're like the lions. They, they like about the way they look sometimes. Some Leos don't, depending on like their moon sign and whatever, but they really do care about like how they present themselves to the world. And yeah. I mean, that's all I can say. I'm not the best. No, I mean, but it's just like, you know, kind of like a general, yeah, like, you know. A little guideline. But right. yeah, it's very telling. I don't know. It's very telling. Let me ask you another question. Yes, go on. Okay, so <laughs> she hates me right now. No, I love this. This is <laughs> okay. what I was ready for. Okay, so like when you say, you know, some people don't, just don't know. Mm. And we have access to these things, right? Mm. So... Somebody who grows up in a conservative town mm. and financially can't make it out or whatever has no access to any other knowledge of the way that people live or, you know, possibilities of it and get that education or that mm. money to go even... They can't talk to people like you. It's not about whatever. money. It's about just being aware of, okay, if I am going to come into this world and I am going to present myself as... I'm going to move this through this world and and be a XYZ person, be a an evil person. That is something that I'm I am contributing to the overall collective. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like your what you put out into the world will affect everyone in in, a, in its own domino effect. So just mm -hmm. at least at the bare minimum holding yourself accountable to what you you give and take. You know what I mean, and 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 also making sure that you don't have a heavy heart at the end of the, at the end of the day, because that's what it all comes down to. If something that you are doing does not resonate with your soul, does not re resonate with your being, with your consciousness, regardless of what other people say is right or wrong, at the end of the day, if you have a heavy heart, that's what's going to come. That's what it's going to come down to. So, let me ask you: Do you feel like? Um that the, that the level of, I guess, spirituality that you're at right now, mm. do you feel like other people are missing out on that, that you may be, like, at a higher place than... Like, do you feel sorry for people because it's, like... They're not aware. They're not aware as you and they could have that same... Not like, not like that paths, you're better, but, you know? There are many paths to the yogi. So at the end of the day, if you are walking your life in the way that you know how, mm. with your path, that resonates with your soul you have done your duty i okay. like that nice okay that doesn't make me feel guilty no <laughs> and and that's the thing there are many there are many ways there are many different paths to enlightenment you mm. know what i mean through islam sure. you can get through that my mom is very religious mm. and that is her her strength and her power and i love it because i see i see how that has that islam has gotten through has gotten her through a lot a lot of yeah. And and she has been able to rise above it, and it's beautiful through Islam, and that was her way. Mm. I just, yeah. You had your own. Cool. Yeah. 
question. Mm. So um, moving on from like astrology and stuff, you had a project called um, The Dykes Will Feast in Hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you also, um, uh, you said you have a partner, and mm-hmm. I don't know how like you guys identify or anything, yeah. but um, can you kind of talk about that and the role that played in your life and why that project started and stuff? Yeah, so I was in this program um, with the Sanctuaries DC. It was an art program. And I was a a visionary responder working with um, Ivy City, which is a city that is undergoing a lot of gentrification. And so as a part of this program, we kind of had to explore ourselves and work together with a partner, with another fellow artist. So I worked with this um, amazing photographer, Conrado Maluk, and Maluk, and he he kind of... (sighs) We wanted to do something with with strangers and and try to like um, it was all about messaging. So we had to come up with a powerful message. What resonated at me uh, with me at the time was um, my sexuality and being fluid and being queer. And I wanted to speak on that, especially since I had come out freshly in that program. I had actually come out in that program, and to my dad. And that was its whole journey. And so, can as we, a, can we talk about that? Yeah, too? Okay. of course. Um, and as a power statement, since I really do speak through my clothes, and I do like to do some really uncomfortable messaging, I decided to go for the Dykes Will Feast in Hell, because it really does make people uncomfortable, and that's what I love because uncomfortability brings about change, some form of growth. If you feel uncomfortable, if something is bothering you, it's going to be in your mind, and you're going to be forced to think about it, think about why it bothers you. So yeah, and it was kind of like a big F you to like everyone who tried to stop me, who tried to make me feel like undeserving or, or guilty about the, the person I choose to love. So yeah. So the, the message behind it was? Was basically... I am going to love whoever I want, and we are going to love whoever we want, and regardless if, you know, this is going to get me into quote-unquote hell, I don't care. I will, I will be, I will revel in my love, regardless of, you know, where you think I belong in your own dogmatic faith, just because you do not understand, or you fear, or you have been programmed to think that this love is unnatural or not okay. You know what's crazy is like when you, uh, I think for a lot of people, they saw you over Instagram, like... uh, My whole transformation. Your transformation, (laughs) right? So this is what's crazy. Like I'm going through Instagram and I'm like shocked when I see you post something like that. Mm. But on the rest of my Instagram feed, it's like, you know, Kim K will pop up or whoever and it's just like, oh, cool, like whatever. Exactly. We'll just swipe by. And those those people, Kim K, Beyonce, whoever, they can they can dress like whatever, and they can still be influential people, and I can still mm-hmm. like them and follow them. But when it comes to you, it's like, wait, why do I have to stop and like be shocked at this? Mm-hmm. Did you get a lot of unfollows? Did you did people reach out to you like, are you okay, Salsa? Like, oh yeah, on? I've got I had a couple people ask me about. There were some people who who were very proud of me and who yeah. I, I can't deny the love that I got and the support. But yeah, there are also people who are very uncomfortable. And if I got unfollowed, I didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> true. I, I don't really care about that. So then your family, how did your family take it? 
coming uh, out and everything. Yeah. Um, it's very. And also, it's have a you journey. always known? Have you always known that um, you were queer or that you? I didn't really date many guys, many men. I was very much. I mean, I was very um, strict about like who I was with, and if I was going to be with someone, it was someone that I was really serious with. And yeah, I didn't really during college didn't really date didn't really did you like realize like, you know, your sexuality and stuff the thing is I it kind of happened very suddenly I just noticed I was at Barnes and Noble and there was a security guard that I was really fond of and I was like Damn, what does this mean? (laughs) What the was a girl? Yeah, it was a girl and um and but I was I love challenge- no oh, okay. no no it was um yeah it was this yes. other girl and um yeah I just I love challenging myself so if I I do something that shocks me I'm like oh what okay like <laughs> let's see what what happens I'm not gonna feel like I'm not going to be scared of this granted there was a week where I was going crazy in my mind like okay am I am I gay? Am I lesbian? Oh my gosh. Like, what does this mean? Do I have to come out? Like, how is that going to happen? So there was that panic initially, but afterwards you kind of just get flooded in the moment and Mm. the excitement and just the experience. Okay. So then go ahead and talk about like your family and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So I came out beginning of this year, kind of like sometime around, February, March time, airy season. Um, <laughs> looking at you for us purposefully. Um, and I only told my, or I'd come out to my sister initially from like my first relationship. She was kind of the person who kind of knew exactly what was going on. And it wasn't easy on her, rightfully so, because I understood that, you know, we have our own indoctrinations, especially since she held on to her faith. And for me, my faith evolved and um yeah i told my dad um just there was this one day i was just like i can't keep this a secret anymore it's killing was me. that the, was that the highest person yeah. for you to like the hardest person for you to tell yeah that was the person i really cared about telling okay. and i felt like maybe I, you know when i tell him i will be free okay. and um i told him it it went as as I thought it would go. He was very, he used religion as a form of, um, as, a, as, a, as a crutch, basically. Like, you know, I can't support you because this doesn't um, fall along my, you know, my faith and my guiding principles. Was he like angry or? He, uh, he, it was on the phone, actually. Oh, okay. So I, he was definitely angry. He was definitely upset. What and did you tell him exactly? Like, just dad. Yeah. I was, oh, I was scared out of my mind. I, yeah, sure. but I just knew. Like, I was getting all the signs. I was getting all the numbers thrown at me. What? <laughs> I'm not I just hating. Love, I'm not I just hating. love looking at you when I say those things. No, I like I like numbers and animals and things like that too. I get <laughs> and colors. Like, yeah. I really, I swear to God, I I really gravitate towards like. Like, oh, you, I love telling people, like, you're this animal, you're this color, you're whatever. Like, I really love that. So I mm. get that, but 
some things I don't get yet. And that's yeah, what I'm trying to get. Yeah, and, okay. and that's totally cool. I want to hear the rest of this but dad yeah, story. Um, basically, I told him, hey, Baba, like, I love you so much. I care about you and I care about this relationship. And the reason why I haven't told you this is because I... I'm scared of losing you. And I told him that. And, um, and he just wanted me to tell him what it was. And I told him I'm with a woman. That's what I told him. Because for Arabs, fluid, what is fluid? What is queer? Yeah, exactly. What is bi? If, yeah. if you're bi, be with a guy. Like, what do you mean? Um, so I was just like, I'm in a woman. You know what I mean? That sounds like, like a funny motto. Like, that. <laughs> if you're not, be with a guy. Like, like at a, at a school or something. For some reason, that logic just clicks with, you know, yeah. my that whole construct. Um, so, yeah, um, I told him that. And he, he wasn't with the sh So he was like, you know, you broke my heart. And... Um, and you know he wanted i don't want to out him but i think he was this is the place that he chose to respond to and he told me like you know give me the car give me your phone and like mm -hmm. you know and that kind of dependence on those items that he had provided me was you know something he decided to take away in order to to respond to me coming out to him at this point were you living with your parents no, that's the main reason why I had to leave because I knew that if I came, that's why it took me so long, a year to come out. I told myself, okay, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to move out. And so at least I don't have to risk, you know, the head on, you know, the roof I live under, I mean, you yeah. know what I mean? So I don't need to do that. So you so, had already moved out. Yeah. And, and the car was something I really wanted to kind of d distance myself from and kind of get something else going. But I knew that needed more time but when it's about material versus love like mm -hmm. i'm not gonna be you know hung up on some material were you understanding of where he was coming from i i have to be under i have to be understanding but then again i i don't have to be mm -hmm. like i totally get where he get uh, where he's coming from i understand what what is echoing in, in his mind i feel like a part of it is also what do other people think and what will other people yeah. think when they find out and a part of that me hurt, hurts because of that because i was such a model child i was the like he was the person he would brag about the things i yeah. would do i would surpass his yeah he was very proud of me like he would just brag about my art my writing mm -hmm. my everything and now that it's you know this script has kind of been flipped and i'm kind of growing into my own and being more brave about expressing these unconventional things about myself um it's a little too much for him mm -hmm. and i understand that people need time and i hope that one day he will find he will find security in our relationship that goes past you know the things that he believes because at the end of the day you believe what you believe i believe what i believe but that doesn't mean that our love has to be jeopardized you, do you know? guys also do you still talk to your family and like or anything or is it it's crazy because i i'm going through this really interesting phase where i'm not as close to my family as i was before i was mm -hmm. very i tried to be very um present mm -hmm. even when i moved out I try to come there like every week every other week um, but now it's a little bit more distant. I try to um, reach out to them 
and I still have a relationship with my siblings, I would say. Um, my mom I try to talk to, and but my dad, we haven't had a conversation yet. And I'm being oh, wow. stubborn, um, but it's just because I feel like I, I kind of put my heart on the line, and yeah. it was still kind of shunned. And How was your mom's reaction to all this? They don't want me. <laughs> uh, let me rephrase this. I have not told my mom yet. Wow. Yeah. So my mom doesn't, my mom is kind of living in, in an interesting thing. She knows that there's tension between me and my dad. She doesn't know why. Um, she doesn't know why. Are she your thinks parents it might not be. Together? They are. Oh, so they didn't communicate it with each other? They, they don't want to tell her. Then they don't want me to tell her. So, because mm-hmm. so, they think that, I mean, my mom is way more religious than my dad and she mm-hmm. holds on to her faith like, very strongly and very passionately. So what does she think is happening? Uh, she, I mean, obviously she's not stupid. She knows something is going on. She knows that there's, you know, a disagreement between me and my dad. She Does she see you? Um, they recently moved out to Laurel, so I haven't, and I don't have a car. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult to visit them. She doesn't them. have Insta? <laughs> oh, well, she has, she knows, exactly. She thinks it's because I the took off dressing. my hijab. Okay. Yeah, and she thinks that maybe uh, that's it. But my, my dad's not telling her much. Um, but yeah, a Do you little hope bit that of this family all, like, dynamics. Changes one day. Do you hope that your family is back into your life, or that you're back into theirs, or whatever? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, I love my family very much. I love that connection. I yearn for that connection. I understand that it just takes time, and you know, there are some things that you know they need to heal. And I know that my mom will eventually find out, and that's going to be a whole process in its own. It's going to be its own journey. But I am not going to be regretful for being true to myself. Mm. I am not going to let myself live in this fear or this guilt and trap myself when when I am being 100% authentic to who I am. And that's Mm. making me so happy, happier than, than I've been. Well, what are your views on uh, hijab? Is it still, or like your friends that wear one or anything, and would you ever put one on just? Um, I think that it's a very beautiful thing. I do, sometimes I'll wear, like a, I'll wrap a little turban if I want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, even energetically, it's a form of protection. Like, um, like locking your hair, you know, it's a form of protection. It's a, it helps you channel information and, and, you know, the scarf has its own, own spiritual and religious, um, purposes. But for me right now, um, I think everyone, I'm very open to people dressing the way that they want to. I mean, at the end of the day, you dress how you feel comfortable, whatever resonates with your soul, whatever speaks to you, whatever you're comfortable with. You know what's different than like what a lot of people, I feel like I've spoken to that, I guess, uh, went through something similar or whatever. Mm -hmm. It feels like more of um, a rebellious act towards a religion that they felt... uh, imprisoned by Mm. and for you it seems like you've kind of channeled everything that the religion has gave you and you're like almost treating it like an advancement or you called it a uh what do you say you said you said my faith evolved 
Yeah. So it's like you're not you're not going. I mean, I don't claim Islam anymore. Okay. Just to define that, but I do feel like some of those main principles, the beautiful aspects of Islam that mm-hmm. I really resonated with, that really shaped me on a very yeah on a very spiritual level, are still with me in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's but then I have to go into like does this really resonate with me or is it something that I've been told and fed? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But I did have a I did have a very positive experience with my with Islam. I have no resentment towards it. I have no I mean sure it blocked me from certain things and it put guilt in in my sexuality and even sex and even these really small things it put, you know, it put these blockages. Maybe not with the religion itself, but the culture and the, you know, the people. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, you consider yourself fluid, right? Yeah. What does that like mean? I mean, I'm not trying to limit my sexuality okay. as far as, um, you know, if I have a connection with a person, that is enough. Okay. You so know? is that different from bi? Yeah, because bi, I mean, men and women. Okay. Fluidity is, you know... If, you know, someone chooses not to identify with a certain gender, yeah, I like, I, I respect that. Mm. But also, I recognize that, you know, each of us has the divine feminine and the divine masculine in us. And so it is up to us, or at least, you know, feminine and masculine, yin, yin and yang, and it's up to us to kind of balance those two out. People want to say men do not have a, a feminine side or a feminine energy, but no, everyone contains both. It's just a matter of, you know, kind of balancing at the scales. So spiritually, you know, you had the spiritual transformation. Mm-hmm. You had, um, you know, a sexuality type transformation. These are all personal things. Yeah. But I think the thing that everyone could see was your change in modest clothing to mm. more, you know, expressive clothing and how you feel and how you wanted to wear it and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, people, I guess you were close to before, friends and stuff, like, how was their reaction to it slash how did you decide to do that? Um, Taking the hijab off, what, like, you know, changing your style, or not even style, yeah. but the way that you dress. Um... Yeah. I try not to overthink things too much because then I get stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. So I try to just do based on feeling. The transition between me having the scarf and taking it off, it was more so honoring my new my new spirituality and not being bound by you know what another faith said when I clearly no longer hold that faith in my heart you know mm-hmm. so so it's about being authentic and genuine and not just putting on face just because it's more comfortable mm-hmm. so for me it was like i need to take this hijab off although it's the most uncomfortable thing right for me right now because i started wearing the hijab at first grade so very very wow. young that's a long very time. very young yeah and i never took it off never ever ever Never even really, I mean, I thought of it here and then, but it never really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. My faith was my everything. It was my, you know, it really nurtured my soul at the time. So I didn't have any sort of, um, I don't know, it, it, it resonated with me at the time. But then I realized that, no, I, this, you know, this faith didn't, you know, Sam didn't hold that, that thing in my heart anymore. 
And so I have to be authentic and genuine. So if you feel like, you know, Islam held kind of a pathway for you for a good chunk of your life, and mm. then now this is a trans transformation, you called it, right? A mm. transformation to a new way. Is there a possibility of in 10 years that you can transform into another form system of beliefs? I'm just going to go where my soul takes me. Okay. Yeah, whatever speaks to me. I mean, I feel like I'm very, I feel like I have found a faith that really, in a, in, in a way of life that really speaks to me. Um, and it's just about growing that and, and nurturing that and understanding that more and opening up that world even more and accessing different parts of myself through that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not one to sit, you know, set everything in stone. Everything is kind of fluid. Yeah, when you were wearing um, hijab, you did wear it very like proudly. Um, yes. Another thing that you held very proudly was your nationality. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember you would always be advocating for Palestine. And are you still into all of that and, you know, wanting to go back to Palestine? Yeah, actually, I, I want to plan a trip there really, really badly. I miss Palestine. The first time I went, I um, I'd met all my family. So it was very, very tight knit. Mm. And I didn't really get to explore the land. And I feel very drawn to Palestine. It's like in my blood. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's in my blood. It's, it's where my ancestors are from. Mm. I feel like that even previously, like the Bedouins there, they they follow they follow the earth in the way that I feel like I follow the earth. They are attuned to, to nature, to to everything. And they are among the land. They live off the land mm. in every respect. And I feel like I need to learn more about that. I feel drawn to that. And even you know, even my energy seeking that 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 life, that you know, way, um, that that people is telling. It's um, it's almost like remembering. Yeah. Would you ever want to do like any sort of project there? Yeah. I, so me and Sakina always say that we want to go there and um, and just interview people. Interview. And what is Sakina's background, by the way? Um, she's black. She's um, African American. Yeah, African American. Okay. Um, beautiful woman uh and yeah i was yeah That's a little cute. struck for a second um yeah and, and she actually going to palestine does she know oh yeah she um when she was in high school she would do projects about philistine all oh, the time really? wow. yeah so she would like advocate about you know philistine and mm. she actually was um she lived in she was muslim for a little bit really she, oh, she was wow. actually um salafi muslim which is even stricter so she had a different she was born muslim um she was raised muslim so like her mom converted and her dad her dad actually converted her mom this is so interesting and um yeah she was she actually wow. had that are y'all gonna have a movie or <laughs> I mean, this intense this just got so much more deeper and i didn't think that was possible yeah <laughs> yeah so she had her own experience so we feel and you know it's funny because when she told me her name was Saki, I was like, is your name Sakina? Because <laughs> <laughs> my name is Salsa and it's also food, but it's not Salsa. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
Your um, name is dope. Like, I'm sure you've you. always been happy with having <laughs> such an awesome name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are the forms of art that you partake in? Oh, I try to do everything. I try not to limit myself. So I like painting on clothing, do a lot of wearable protests, um, and um, just drawing, painting. Did I say that already? Probably. Um, I do a little bit of embroidery. I need to Ooh. get back to that. Yeah. Like hand? Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah, I did these like embroidered chokers at one point um, that I really loved, but I I start something and then I kind of fall off the wagon. It is also like, <laughs> it's there's a lot of like culture in what yeah. you do too. Yeah, Tatris like really cool. and Palestine. change the language or you'll throw in like flag or something like that. Yeah. That always shows like your uniqueness to everything that you do, especially your clothes. Yeah. I notice when you paint things or, you know, you put it together, it's like, okay, that is so salsa. Yeah, yeah I try to be authentically me in, in the way I know how. And my art is, um, I take it as a, almost my ancestors speaking through me and communicating with me. You mm. know what I mean? Because the, the pieces that I create, they come very naturally. I never plan a piece. Mm. I go straight on. And um, there's something magical about that about just being able to create on the spot without even knowing what I'm going to make and it's just coming out and it speaks to me. So what would you do back home if you were to visit again? In Palestine? Yeah. Um, I would get to know different people. I would try to explore. Um, there you are these... Tell me about a documentary um, you would want to do before we... Yeah, I want to go into visit like the Negev, um, the, you know, people in uh, the Bedouins, um, the Sumara, um, my... Khalta Nabila, my aunt Nabila, who passed away, um, Allah she, she would be connected with these um, Bedouins. And when I visited her, I was very lucky enough to see her congratulate, um, get an envelope, uh, like a little invitation to a wedding of theirs. And no one gets invited to the weddings. Like, it's very, very... Um, small and intimate and so she was um she had lived with them previously so she was invited and we drove up the mountains and got to see like a little peek of like what was going on unfortunately like we were just still stuck in the taxi the whole time Mm -hmm. we didn't really get the chance to go out and yeah the first time i was mainly indoors so I just want to discover new people. There's a, a music festival in Palestine with mm, some really uh, amazing dope like artists, yeah, that I want to go to. There are these and um Debka. Yeah, Debka, of course. <laughs> Debka and Knafe, oh all the food. Uh falafel, shawarma, yeah. I'm I'm ready for all that. And I just wanna, you know, get to know even the youth. Like the I wanna find the rebels of Philistine. Yeah. Um there are like uh, these drag sisters, drag, you know, uh, mm. like speed racers, and they're they're women, and they're yeah. so badass. I wanna I wanna get to know them. I wanna have like a meal with them, sit and talk, <laughs> maybe like try to race with them. I don't know. I get just to wanna... know DJ Khaled. He's like a rebel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> DJ Khaled has enough recognition. He yeah, doesn't need to know me. Career wise, like, what do you like in? What do you have planned? Yeah, um, well, right now I'm an autism support coach for adults with autism, and I love my job. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to go into creating, creating whatever it may be, creating, you know, visuals, art, uh, documentaries, music. I want to sing more. Um, Oh, you can sing. 
She yeah. can sing. Salsa can do everything, <laughs> and she can definitely bit. sing. I want to. I want to try to sing better, but yeah. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Not a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I just want. I want to make clothes. I want to put on like shocking galleries and exhibitions, and just I don't know, whatever, whatever calls me to it, so or I whatever guess I this call. Way, this way does make sense for wherever your spirit takes you. Yeah. 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 I just want to create and be and kind of. I don't know. I want to be a kitchen witch in a way. Can this episode kitchen be witch. like yeah. a million hours long? Just a master in the kitchen. A master in the kitchen? Yeah. I love cooking. Mm. I love cooking. And I love also making... I want to learn more about remedies what with like herbs and stuff. What do you not love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, is there things that you like that are yeah. evil that you stay away from? That are evil? Is I there mean... Evil? There's evil energy, right? There's no? dark energy. Dark energy. What's my dark energy? <laughs> I mean, everyone possesses a dark and light side. Okay. Everyone has a shadow. Is it like some people have more of a dark shadow than some others? Some people are not able to... Yeah, some people are more comfortable with their shadow side, so they operate on that and on those terms. And wow. um, some people are imbalanced. And, you know, they are maybe not... They don't understand or embrace their shadow side, so they're going to channel that in a very unhealthy way. It's just about integrating both and accepting both our light and our dark. By the way, do you and Sakina like agree on all of this or do you guys kind of like still have things that you're like, she believes something else, you believe something else? Um, I mean, okay, the foundation of this. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course, this is like, this is our life, you know, it, 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 this is our way of living and thinking and. I mean, it's really hard to unthink when you have this open, you know? Yeah. Um, but we, I mean, the foundation is science. This, the, the foundation is so factual that at least the basis is like non-questionable. It's just me, I feel like I'm, I'm more of in a learning phase. Mm-hmm. So I have access to different information. She has access to different information. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, each has its merit. There are different perspectives, different worldviews, and so it's just about accessing different views and integrating them or choosing not to. I mean, whatever resonates with me, I will take, and whatever doesn't, I'll leave. And that's with everything, you know? Dope. Well, listen, um, I... Like, if we said anything that sort of offended you or anything, like, I'm sorry (laughs) about that. I'm trying we're all trying our best yeah. to it is all good represent the people that are listening and are like you know what like i have these questions yeah. and everything and, and honestly these are questions that i wonder yeah. too and yeah. i sh- like you challenge yourself i feel like we should all always challenge ourselves so i thank Definitely. you for opening yeah. our minds and if you have it all for yeah. anybody that's thank listening you so much. um it did take you a while to get on this podcast why did you agree to do this we could have totally <laughs> this could have totally went south why did you agree to do this um ooh. well i just thought that it was a really good opportunity. I'm, I always like talking to you. Honestly, even that that conversation at the bun shop was very mm-hmm. enlightening and very, you know, I was at a different space, but I feel like it carried that same vibration, you know, of exploration of I challenging. I was listening to you and still mind blown. I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I was just like, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but yeah, and I mean, it's funny that you say that because. Or it's funny that I even bring it up, the conversation at the bun shop, because I physically appear to be someone else, but I carry that same vibration. You know what I mean? I carry that same essence. So in my mind, 
That's what I was wondering things, the whole time. Things like, haven't really did you changed. Know then, because even then I was like, I didn't okay, have the language. I'm not like a I'm not like a toucher hugger at all yeah. in the first place. But I also like am respectable to especially women that wear hijab and everything. I know that there are further limitations with that. Mm. So I'm kind of always just like a nodder, you know. <laughs> Regardless, it doesn't matter if she has hijab or not. I always do that anyways. Yeah. But especially towards women that wear hijab. And mm. that day I was just like, okay, like. I'll sort of like leave that gap and like uh-huh. I, I'm just trying to be respectable as possible and she went in for a hug so I was like oh okay yeah and, and that's how I challenge myself like even you know I I decided that some hugging was something that I love to do yeah you know what I mean and I didn't want that boundary so I hate hugging you hate hugging yeah. oh but that's not because of whoa like, it's just so many factors like yeah. just were like you cradled as a child? And germs and yeah, I'm, I'm like... No, no, no. I, oh, my mom? Oh, I'll no. hug her. I love hugging my mom. Oh, like, okay. Well, there you go. But it, I think... I don't know. It's just hugging in general. Maybe maybe because it, it's not as intimate as, uh, as what a hug means to me. Maybe mm. that's what it is. Like, when I hug my mom, it's like out of pure like love and yeah. whatever. But when people are just like, oh, hugging hug. For it's just like a... Yeah. Nah. I'd yeah. rather not. I... And also, it's not... I try to give good hugs. I try to make them intentional. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess you're always, you're always thinking out of love. And yeah. maybe I'm just more so and that's, skeptical. You're like, you have to earn this You just hug. have to... I didn't give you a skeptical hug, by the way. This is not what that's about. Oh, no, no. That's not what it's about. I didn't think It was like that. a... Because I knew that you were like... Eh. And I was like... Eh. <laughs> it was like a good... Yeah. It was like positive energy. Yeah, so I was like, sure. okay, cool. Yeah. But just, usually it's just like... I don't know. Trust issues. Yeah, know. just operating. Well, all you have to do is operate in in love and f- heal the fear. If this was if this was like if we weren't doing a podcast, I would probably after everything that you say probably like take like five minutes to think and then ask mm-hmm. you something because I feel like a lot of this was just like I love talking to y'all. Yeah. Honestly, it was really fun. Well, um, w- okay. So for people listening, like we didn't like we were asking a lot of questions that like we were wondering this whole time, but. If you don't know Salsa yet, she is this dope artist. Please go check out her work. Can you, for like, just leave a last sort of message if you'd like, or like tell people where they can find you online? And we'll link it up in the description. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, um, sel.sa.bel, salsabil. Um, and you can find some of my art. I drew some, you know, photos here and there. I try to give a little here and there. But yeah, if you want to buy any pieces, I do some custom work. Hit me up. Hit her up. Yeah. <laughs> we always um, end our podcast with one last super important question. Mm. And Shimmer will ask you that right now. If you could describe yourself in any flavor, what flavor would it be and why? Ooh. Oh, God. Spicy mango. Ooh. Ooh. Explain. Yeah. I Well... I needed to kick, put the spicy in there because salsa, you know, everything with a little kick, a little drizzle of, you know, spice. A little drizzle. Yeah. <laughs> the shoulder shrug. And mangoes, I was obsessed with mangoes, still obsessed with mangoes as a kid. I would, um, my aunt would have a bowl of mangoes in her kitchen. I literally plop myself down and just eat at them. And just my hands would be dripping of mango and yeah, they would they would buy mangoes especially because of me. They are and sweet like you. Yes, oh. very sweet. <laughs> People Thank don't you. understand our like like 
people from that part of the world are obsession with mangoes because they, they've never like mangoes here are just not even close yeah. Yeah. they're not no. they're a different fruit yeah. they don't understand yeah. that obsession even figs from Palestine and olives oh really olives oh yeah <laughs> olives and pickles Awesome. I know. Go to Palestine and get some uh, olives and pickles. I'll yeah. That. Well, thank you again so much. We really appreciate yeah, you like being you. so open and telling thank us you. your story. We hope that this has helped other people too. Um, yeah. And yeah, best of luck to you. Please keep in touch. Of course. Thank you for having me. And for everybody listening, it's been another week. Another flavor. A little less stranger. We'll talk to you next time. Are you? Are you coming to the tree?